Today, there are two million descendants of French-Canadian immigrants living in New England. These are our stories. Welcome to the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast. Venez tous jeunes filles et garçons, je vais vous raconter l'histoire de notre immigration ici au USA, de grands aventuriers de pays étrangers. Bonjour everyone, this is Melody with French-Canadian News. Bon retour to the news and I hope you all had a very happy new year. We'll start with an article from the bulletin titled, French-Canadian History Inspired Bend Author's Daughter of the King. This article is about author Carrie Caput's latest novel, a historical fiction based on the French-Canadian history of La Fidiwa. The main character of the book, Isabelle, is a young woman who must flee persecution in France and escape to Canada. Caput recently announced a sequel, so get reading on this first book. The Acadian Archives blog has a new post by director Patrick Lacroix titled, The Unique Story of Public Education in Northern Maine. This post highlights the unique religious education in the St. John Valley of Northern Maine, which lasted over a century. Check out the Acadian Archives blog for future posts, and check out Lacroix's own blog, Query the Past, for more historical blog posts. Are you a diehard Kerouac fan? Get ready for another year of Lowell Celebrates Kerouac, the committee that advocates the Lowell community to keep the legacy of Jack Kerouac alive. The Jack Kerouac Foundation has plans to pursue funding for the establishment of a Jack Kerouac Museum and Performance Center in the magnificent former St. Jean the Baptiste Church, which was completed in 1896 to serve Lowell's once-booming population in the city's Little Canada neighborhood. Check out the rest of this blog post, Jack Kerouac Centennial in 2022, by Juliana LaRue for more information. There are two new episodes of Franco Food since the last French-Canadian news segment, so be sure to give those a watch. One episode features Taste of Quebec with Creton with guest Melissa Gray, who shares her grandmother's recipe with us. The second latest episode is A Taste of France with Financier, or French Tea Cakes. Learn a new recipe or remember an older one by checking out the episodes. Moving on to podcasts, Kathleen Stein-Smith recently appeared as a guest in an episode of Language Matters. This podcast is produced by the Tennessee World Affairs Council and discusses the language learning deficit in America. So check out the episode, Language Matters, a conversation with Dr. Kathleen Stein-Smith, to hear what Kathleen has to say. Our host, Luc Treponnier, is back with another episode of Les Aventures d'un Québécois, capsule number 19. Luc is back and teaching us more expressions and sayings from Quebec, so check it out to learn some new phrases. And now, on to events. On January 27th at 7 p.m., check out a webinar with historian David Verment about the Ku Klux Klan in New England in the 1920s. Author of A Distinct Alien Race, David returns to discuss the history of this time in New England, an area where most of us probably never knew had prior KKK activity. The event will be hosted by the Nashua Public Library. There's an online film festival going on in Quebec, so you can follow the link to watch movies by filmmakers in the province until January 23rd. On January 29th, if you're near Fort Wayne, Indiana, you can join the historical fort built by the French for a Nouvelle Ennui 1750s celebration. You can see historical reenactments of French soldiers, habitants, voyagers, and their Miami native allies as they endure the chilly winter months, as well as other reenactments of historical events that took place at Fort Wayne. This event will be free will donation and is sponsored by the historic Fort Wayne and Les Guérissons du Pays d'Or. That's all I've got for you this time. Everything I've covered today will be linked in the French Canadian Legacy podcast episode description. Merci for listening. Thank you, Melody. Now, this week's guest is someone... We probably should have had on the podcast quite some time ago. It's definitely an interview I had been looking forward to for quite some time. I had the absolute privilege to be able to speak with Joseph Dunn, who's somebody who's definitely going to be known 
quite well to a whole lot of listeners of this podcast, especially anybody, certainly anybody who is in the Louisiana area. Uh, for three years, he was actually the executive director of the Council for the Development of French in Louisiana, known to the entire rest of the world just simply as Codafil. You hear that all the time when people talk about that uh, position he held, which is amazing that he was able to do that for a few years. Uh, he's currently the head of uh, communications and public relations for a really cool site called Laura, which we'll talk about. Uh, it's a plantation, the Louisiana's Creole heritage site, which is super interesting. Um, he's actually just been named, this is, and this again, talk about a crazy, amazing honor. A Chevalier dans l'ordre national du mérite. And this was by the decree of the president of the French Republic. He, and it says a lot. I'm super excited because it says a lot uh, for what we have been able to do, which is very, very cool that we've been able to speak to two people with it. We talked to Lise Veranoa of uh, Vermont earlier, but now the opportunity to talk to Joseph, again, just this type of stuff that Mike and I never in a million years thought we'd be able to do when we first started this podcast, some of these connections we'd be able to make. So you want the Louisiana story. This is an amazing story from start to finish. We talked about the past, the history of the Franco presence in Louisiana, kind of what it looks like now, what it might look like going forward. Uh, super, super interesting conversation. It could have gone on for about six days. It was just way, way fun. So, again, coming up next week, Joseph Dunn. So, you are a licensed tour guide in New Orleans. Are we what still recording? Is, yeah, yes. Okay. For the bonus. This will be for the bonus question. All right. Yeah. It'll either be like the, the week leading into this episode. All right. Kind of hide gotcha. the show. Gotcha. Or gotcha. Some of them go straight just to the bonus content for Patreon subscribers. Oh, fun. And I don't know what goes to what to be honest with you mike mike makes all oh mike decisions. mike takes care of all that for you okay. he does mike's the best um <laughs> so you are a licensed tour guide new orleans what is one location that should get more tourist attention than it currently does because i'm very curious i know when i gave tours in dc unofficial tours the kennedy center was always my answer in dc and when i was in quebec city there's a the, Pierre Dugas de Monterres. It's an amazing, amazing place. But those are my answers for those. But for New Orleans, what is the correct answer? That's a hard question. That's a really hard question. I, oof, you're really putting me on the spot. <laughs> That's what the bonus you're is about. Because yeah. there, well, there, well, there, there are so many good stories in New Orleans that go outside of the sort of the canon of the of the tour guide stories and i think every everybody has to see the river everybody has to see the mississippi river because the mississippi river is the place where it all began sure and coming back to this idea about the native americans i don't know of many other tour guides who, who talk about the fact that this place had a name before it was called new orleans it was called bubancha and Bubancha is Ooh. a Native American word, which means place of many languages. So Are if you, you imagine, <laughs> if you, Im oh, it's, 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 it's perfect. And if you imagine before the Mississippi River was completely contained within a giant levee system, if you sure. imagine all these different bayous coming in and sort of merging into the river, all these Native people would come from their places in their dugout uh, canoes so that they could trade. So you had this Tower of Babel going on, like I mentioned earlier. So That's it was the place awesome. of many languages. So, and the Mississippi, 
So coming back again to these Native American origins of things, the Mississippi was called the Mishashebe by the native people. Mishashebe means father of waters. And so French ears heard this native word Mishashebe, which then got transformed to Mississippi. Very, very cool. I can't, yeah, so it's been basically for, since people have been on the continent, your area has been a giant mix. Oh, it always has. It always has. New Orleans is the crossroads of everything. New Orleans is the crossroads of Canada, of Africa, of Europe, of the Caribbean. It all intersects here. And obviously Native American because they were here first. Right. So it all intersects here. And it just gives us this very different space from anywhere else in the country. Yeah, what a cool place. I definitely need to go back. Now our fathers look at us and sigh with despair To think that everything they love we simply do not share But the spirit never dies, our culture will survive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Each of us must choose how much to keep alive Special thanks to Josie Vashon for providing the music. You can find more about her at josievashon.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Mike Campbell. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at fclpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fclpodcast for more information about the topics discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this episode.